You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh here on The Fans. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, and you here on a Wednesday. And fun, fun stuff anytime you uh, get to a Wednesday, because that means we're uh, halfway through the work week, obviously. That also means it's time for a update on Leroy's new brat, Coming to a restaurant uh, or a store near you. And Leroy, you weren't with us the first hour, but we were telling Pete Prisco all about the leap rot that he'll have to get his hands on. Are you there, Leroy? Uh, well, I mean, I like the leap uh, Leroy's rot, not Steve. there. Do, do you like the leap rot, Steve? Uh, I do like the leap rot. I thought it was very good. <laughs> gave gave him the opportunity to promote his leap rot, and he's not there. Right. Well, I mean, don't worry about it. Just keep it moving, Steve. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. He just said he went to the bathroom. He just got back from the bathroom. Okay, hey, Leroy, man, now that I you're back. I go to the bathroom at 4.30 in the morning bathroom. and 4.30 in the afternoon. What time is it? 4.07. You're early. Oh, I'm early. Hey. That's good. Okay. Let's Metamucil later. Uh, so, uh, I'll prune juice. I moved on, Steve. You you moved on. All right, fine. Uh, I'm moving on as well. Let's go to yeah. this guy right here. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. All right, joining us now is the aforementioned Ryan Wood on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As uh, Christian Kirksey is talking to the media, Ryan was on the Zoom call waiting to get his question in. So you got your question in early, huh? Yes. And it's always always a a hot mess on whether or not it's going to be early or not. But, uh, no, unfortunately, I was able to – I think it was third, maybe. Yeah, good. Well, thanks to the Packers for reading Ryan's question and so you can join us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Very nice. Uh, Okay, Ryan, so uh, first things first, uh, Matt LaFleur talked today, Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to ask him about Giannis leaving? Oh, that's the wrong. My bad. Ryan, do you think Giannis will sign the <laughs> Supermax this offseason? I, I am a lifelong. Y'all, y'all know where I'm from, right? I'm a lifelong Indiana Pacers fan. I'm from oh, Indiana. I didn't know that. I didn't know I that. I went through this with Paul George. I, I, oh, so I'm, you I'm already know that. I'm sorry, Bucks fans. I've been saying it for years. I, I went through this already with Paul George. It's deja vu. <laughs> There you go. So he doesn't think he's staying. Uh, okay. 
But anyways, he's also a long-suffering Mets fan, so you just forgive him. It has oh, oh, be nice, Steve. Well, he just got great news on his Mets, though, Steve. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. Fourteen yeah. billion dollars worth. Yeah. Well, Ooh. we'll see if Cohen does anything different than Wilpon. He can't run it any worse. Uh, okay, let's uh, get to the Packers here. And let's get to the we Packers. haven't heard the Aaron Rodgers presser yet. Maybe we'll be able to sneak it in before 6 o'clock. So I was just reading all you guys on social media uh, tweeting out uh, quotes from Aaron throughout the uh, Zoom presser. Uh, and he got into either being asked about or brought up uh, all the different motions within this offense at the line of scrimmage uh, with everybody. And as we all know, prior uh, to Matt LaFleur getting here, he was never a fan of it, didn't like it. And apparently his tune has changed now. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a quarterback that is very comfortable in the offense. And things happen when that happens. Rhythm, timing, uh, the ball goes to where it's supposed to go. You, you saw all of that. And, yeah, you're right. The, the motions are, are, I think, pretty fascinating because it's almost every play. And it's not just the jet sweep, but it's, I mean, Josiah DeGuara, the value he gives this offense, it's pretty easy to see now, isn't it? He's a pure fullback and a pure tight end, which means that they can literally, before the snap, they can transition from a 12 look with with two tight ends or a 21 look with two running backs without the defense having a chance to do anything in terms of personnel substitutions to to combat one look or the other. And all that takes is just the motion. All it takes is Josiah DeGuara motioning from the backfield, to flex left, flex right, in line, in the slot, he'll, he'll do that. Or he'll motion into the backfield. So there's a lot of stuff that, that Matt LaFleur can do, um, and, and he, he uses guys in a really diverse way. We, we knew Tyler Irvin was going to be a versatile guy that's a receiver and a running back, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they like that, that end around with Alan Lazard. That was a good play for him. I, I, you don't yep. think of Alan Lazard as a speed, speed burner, but there he was getting 10, 15 yards on an end around. So, you know, he's, he's used his guys in a lot of creative ways, and I, I do think that, that those, those motions are, are, are really a bedrock of the system. Bedrock. You know, when you look at – if you compare offenses, and this is what I saw last year and it's what I saw, just only one game. Mike McCarthy's offense, we all know this, dictates matchups, which means that – you really don't have to read the defense. I mean, you do, but you don't. But you know if I got Jordy over here on this guy, he's getting it, right? If I got Greg Jennings over here on this guy, I'm looking around, and I can almost stare that guy down and know that I'm I get in the matchup I want to get. Uh, it, but in this Matt LaFleur's offense, is it about matchups? Yes, yeah, most certainly if you got Devontae Adams. But it also makes you read defenses more and take what the defense is is is, is giving you, and someone will always be open. So what it felt like to me on Sunday, that is exactly what he was doing. Because you can even see him go through his progressions, and then boom, check down. I mean, you, I mean, now there were some times where you knew he was just going to throw that speed out to Devonte. Great, fine, you take what, what they give you. But it felt like to me he was reading more of what the defense was giving him and passing the football out on schedule, on time. Well, he's certainly much more willing to hit the check down at Sunday than, I mean, when's the last time we saw him so willing to do that? Because that's what the and, defense gave him. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's, but, you know, the defense has given him that in the past, and he hasn't taken it. Right, that's, that's the, the difference. That's my that point. That's, that. That, that seemed to be the difference in this yeah. offense. Maybe he's bought in to understand now that I can, I can do this, and, and we can still gain yards, and we still can move the chain here. 
I agree. I I, I agree. I, I think, and you know, he, he's he's more comfortable more comfortable year two than than having to learn at year one. I know he's still wearing the, the wristband. First of all, Gary, props to you because I think you were the one that said that they were going to post what five hundred yards on the Vikings. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. Yes, my. I was highly here. skeptical because hey, Mike Zimmer is. He's he's a defensive guru. I mean, he, he it, no, they, they, the Vikings oh, defense had zero chance. So, I mean, take what they what they gave. I mean, the Vikings defense gave the Packers offense the entire field. That there was no pass rush, there was no coverage. It was whatever they wanted to do. Which is to say, maybe not this week because who knows who's going to play cornerback for the Detroit Lions this week. But at some exactly. point, this Packers offense is actually going to run against a, a, a defense that that is not completely overmatched like the Vikings defense was. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens then. Uh, but in terms of what happened Sunday, yeah, I, I, I think that as bad as the Vikings defense was, and it was bad, I, I do think that the Packers offense was also really good. And it, we, we hadn't seen what they did schematically. We, we hadn't seen that all of last year. That, that's the first time we've seen that. Yeah. I thought Mike Clemens had a platinum question. I mean, he talked about the, all the babies that were out there playing, uh, Burns, Runyon, I mean, Degara. I mean, with no preseason, you normally don't see them babies out there in their first game. Those are veterans, but with no preseason, you got to put these guys out there. They got to grow up fast. So I, I'm sure somewhere Guru can have to feel good after week one that the young guys got a chance to get in the game, you know, briefly at times, but they briefly. also had played a big role, especially Burns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Chris Barnes was tremendous. I mean, Barnes, uh, I'm sorry. What what a what a week for him! You're cut on Saturday. You're practice one yeah. Sunday. You're out of the next Saturday, and then you're tackling Dalvin Cook. Yes, uh, beating three blockers on a screen to tackle Dalvin Cook in the open. God field. is good. I, uh, you know, it's amazing. Like he could have been claimed. I mean, they the Packers clearly benefited yep. from no preseason games. There is no yep. chance they would have been able to sneak him through if if yep. if there was preseason film. But I mean, he could have been claimed. He's a starter. He played 15 snaps. He he was really he was quite solid, and he could have been claimed. So that that that's kind of stunning. And then uh, the other side of the ball. Josiah DeGuara, you know, Devontae Adams mm-hmm. said today that he knew Jair Alexander. He's going to come back to Josiah DeGuara. He, he knew Jair Alexander was, was a different guy when he beat him on a rep in his first camp. And it wasn't a big deal because Devontae Adams was Devontae Adams and J- Jair Alexander is a first-round pick, but he, he was a young guy. I mean, the veteran's going to beat the young guy. And he comes into the locker room. And he sees Jair Alexander going over that clip time after time after time. He wasn't willing to concede the rep. He wanted to learn, okay, what, what do I need to do differently next time? And he had that level of focus. He then he just randomly dropped in the end of, of, of that anecdote that Josiah DeGuar reminds him of the same guy. He, he reminds him that, that the same level of focus is what he also sees in Josiah DeGuar. So there's not a... It's not a coincidence that he's already a, a, a key part of this offense, and everyone was raising their eyebrows and saying who when they drafted him in the third round. But you're seeing how, how the fit is there, and the Packers knew what they were doing. And then finally, A.J. Dillon, only two carries, seven yards apiece on each, uh, looked pretty explosive for a big guy. And Matt LaFleur said today that he wants to get A.J. Dillon more carries. So 
I, I, I wasn't surprised it was only two carries in this first game. I thought it'd be somewhat of a minor role to start. You'd see it build and kind of crescendo throughout the season. Well, it sounds like it's it's going to start building sooner than later. Uh, not surprising yeah. at all uh, from that perspective. What about the tight ends? They really didn't throw the tight ends at all in this game. They were more in there to run block than anything else. Tunning was out there more snaps than Mercedes Lewis. Sternberger was out there the least by far at this point. I think everybody kind of thought they would use the tight ends uh, to to use in play action and so forth to throw the ball to. Really didn't see that in week one. Did they? I I, I don't know. I, I wasn't really surprised. I think the cornerbacks are so bad. I think you'll get them this week, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it you've got so bad, Holton I mean, Hill on Devontae Adams. I mean, come on. Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. but, but here's the thing. The Titans played a ton. And, I mean, the way they were used is kind of how I expected them to be used. They were, they were used as, as well, first and foremost, they were used as blockers. I mean, all that horizontal movement in this Packers offense, it's, it's, a, it's really reminiscent of, of the college game where there's just so much horizontal yeah. jet sweep and all that. you got to have tight ends that block to be able to pull that off. Like that's, They're really important to this offense in terms of that's blocking. It's not just window dressing. Like that's, that's the key of hitting the edge is preventing the defense from setting an edge. And so – they, 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 they played a ton, and, and they kind of mixed and matched. There's a lot of 12. There's a little bit of 13 personnel, and I think that you're going to see that quite a bit. Um, I, I don't know that you're going to see any one of these tight ends be big pass catchers. I, I just, Especially, again, yes, when, when the corners are, are overmatched, and they're going to be overmatched this week against the Packers' offense as well with, with the Lions. But uh, I, I, just, I think as a whole, what, the value that they give is, is in the things that aren't obvious. It's not in the fantasy points. It's, it's in the, 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 the schematic fits that, that they bring the offense. Last one I got for you, buddy, um, and I'm sure there's nothing on um, Clark yet, but who, who goes in and fills in that position if he, if he can't go? Well, there, you saw Kingsley Kiki. You mm-hmm. saw Dean Lowry, obviously. You saw um, Tyler Lancaster. Those, those are the guys. Katie Clark did not practice today. Uh, he didn't return after halftime. So it's it's uh, not looking good until it looks good. You know, until right. he gets back on the field, it, it is what it is. Um, Billy Turner did practice today. That that was promising. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, me, Lucas Patrick also pa- uh, practiced today as well. So. The Packers, without Lane Taylor, they're going to need those reinforcements on the offensive line. We'll see if Billy Turner is able to, to practice if that knee feels good enough tomorrow when they're in pads because he returned last Thursday in pads. He was showing progression. Then Matt LaFleur said that there was some pain, some soreness, some swelling on Friday, so he wasn't able to go. So that that's moving around on it today. If he can get back in pads, that would be a promising sign. But as far as Kenny Clark, we'll just have to wait and see. Were you surprised by how good Runyon was when he was thrown into action on Sunday? I was. I was surprised because he looked like a rookie in camp, and he was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how good he was because I didn't notice John Runyon, and, and that's which is a that's good kind of thing. The point. That's a like, good you're thing. not noticing an alignment; they're 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 not a problem. He was not a problem. So for a guy that was at the bottom of the depth chart coming in um, to have zero heads up, I, you always have to be ready if you're active. But I mean, there was a lot of things that had to go wrong for John Runyon to get in that game, and they all went wrong. And then he's suddenly in the course of one snap on the field to finish it off. And, you know, they had a rushing touchdown uh, with, with him on the field. Aaron Jones' final touchdown, that, that they came with John running on the field and helping to pave the way. He, he, he was, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I didn't know that he would 
be ready to go this quickly. It, it was it was impressive. Were you surprised by the fact that St. Brown was inactive and they activated uh, Malik Taylor instead? And do you think that continues into week two? Mildly, I don't think it's as big of a shock as as you know. EQ is still very much working his way back after missing all last year. That was highly detrimental for any young player, especially a late round draft pick, to miss your second season. There's a lot for him to make up, and and he didn't get a chance to do it this off season because they were, they were doing virtual Zoom meetings. They, they weren't on the field this off season, so I, I it's it. I would have thought, you know, if if you asked me last Wednesday, EQ or Malik Taylor, I, I would have said EQ, but I wasn't surprised that they went the other way just because it's it's still going to take him a lot of time, I think. He is Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He'll join us again coming up on Friday. We'll talk to you then. Ryan, thanks for coming on. All right, take care. Take care. There is Ryan Wood in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It's a passion on growing your home. Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may have given you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Up next, David Bakhtiari joined the Wendy's Big Show yesterday and may have had us shaking our head a little bit before the interview was all said and done. We'll tell you why coming up next. But first, let me tell you, another football season is here. The Q Club of Wisconsin welcomes both old and new customers for safe dining and watching the games with their huge entertainment game room and awesome food selection and drink specials. You'll find all of your favorites on their menu from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday legendary fish fries piled high with all the extras. Start the weekend early with their breakfast specials on Saturday and Sunday starting at 9 a.m. Sundays, you better be there and be ready to go. You also can get carry out as well. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and updates. Check them out. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. And an update on the first game of the doubleheader for your Milwaukee Brewers. Keston Hira has just hit a two-run homer for the okay. Brewers to give the Brewers okay. a 2 nothing lead over okay. Adam okay. Wainwright uh, and just the St. Louis hit. Cardinals. Don't let him throw. And to do it on Wainwright's pretty impressive. All right, it come is. back. We'll talk more about what David Bakhtiari okay. had to say okay. yesterday okay. on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.